everybody! This is Heather. I'm Heather. And if you're just listening for the first time, welcome to Well This Sucks. It's a podcast about my friend Danielle's fight against breast cancer. And before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that we are adding some stuff. And one of those things is we want to spotlight you. We want to hear your stories. We want to share that story. Because I know that Danielle and Tana and myself all benefited from all y'all slipping into our DMs and sending messages of support and love and hope and we loved hearing about it all. If you're interested in sharing your story with us, send it. Because yeah, when times get tough, it just helps to get that extra love and support. And if you're a survivor, those stories provide so much encouragement and hope and it's the best. How do you share your stories? One way to do that is to join our new closed group on Facebook that we created. Uh, We're hoping that this is going to be a way for our listeners to connect and support each other. Each week we'll comb the group and choose new story to spotlight. And if you're not comfortable with that, you can also email us your stories at wellthissuckspodcast at gmail.com. It's all one word. It's all spelled correctly. Wellthissuckspodcast at gmail.com. We can't wait to share your experiences with the world. We want to love you. Let us love you. This is Heather, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're recording now. Hello, hello. Beautiful Saturday. Welcome to Well, This Sucks. Thanks for hanging out with us today. This is our podcast about... Our friend Danielle's journey through breast cancer. I'm Tana. I'm Danielle. I'm Heather. (laughs) And with us today, we have the amazing, the talented, the compassionate, our very good friend, Benita Robledo. She's, She's an actress. She's a director. She's a compassion fashion influencer. She's a human being. She's the best. She's Benita Applebaum. She's got it going on. Oh, She's yeah. got it going on. Uh, Gets it all welcome the time. Benita. I don't know how the rest of the song goes Hi. right now. But thank you so much for being with us, Benita. Thank you for being She's here. She's Benita, Benita. Thank you, thank you for having me. I'm yeah. super excited to be here. We've talked about Benita before because we were watching Teen Wolf. And oh, hold on. Let me correct Heather right there. Um, <laughs> I've been watching Teen She's Wolf. She's been oh. watching Teen Wolf. <laughs> I went on a binge. I just recently moved and I it was just like the show that was on while I was doing everything. And then when you came on the screen, I'd be like, Vanita, <laughs> I know her. And then every time, like when the even the credits come on in the beginning, I see your name and I'm like, Vanita Robledo, yeah. Like I just yeah. get so excited. Deputy Clark. <laughs> and then whenever you would like be like, what's going on? And be like, get it together, Benita. I There's know. werewolves. Like what the hell? Figure it <laughs> that, out already. That's what I always thought was really funny about that show is like, I was just really bad at my job. <laughs> you had no idea what was like, going just on. Terrible. But how would you? You wouldn't assume these supernatural instances. But I everybody mean, knew it was happening. Everybody was knew. Happening. Like, come on. But you were like new to the town or something, right? Uh, we were like sort of new to the town, but like my sister <laughs> had supernatural yes, stuff going on. True. You know, so she's you know she's just very You're just a bad it, sister. Ju- I guess. She was oblivious. To I was it. a good sister. Yeah. I bought her medicine. Oh, yeah. yeah. She had very, she had very pricey meds. They sure. didn't like what, their parents weren't in the picture, right? Yeah. 
I see. This I know. Me too. No, I know. It's fresh. But I was, you know, I would like shoot at things, and no one would ever die. <laughs> and like, like, what's going? on? I just on? remember the just one, like knew. one, um, like scene or part when you were like on the the talking and the thing, and you're just like, "There's running on all fours. Oh my god, it just jumped over my car!" And I'm just like, <laughs> if you don't know what's happening at this point, exactly, like, <laughs> exactly, just really, really bad at my job. That was funny. <laughs> that was so funny. How was that playing that character it was super fun i mean you know it's funny there were things that were like very similar to who i am in real life which is like i'm a super rule follower like i believe in rules and i believe in like if you don't if you're not supposed to do something don't do it (laughs) but i know it's super lame um but (laughs) but on the other hand like i'm not at all like i'm a super pacifist like I, I would never describe myself as like a hard ass. Like I would just never in a million years be a cop. So like <laughs> that part of it was Same. really, was really fun. But you know, it's crazy. Cause like the costume really does inform that character so much mm-hmm. because like, I remember the first time I put it on, you know, you have these pants that come up like super it was high. Legit, it was legit like cop costume. Yeah. It was yeah, like the pants come up super high. I was in like Doc Martens, which are, you know, really heavy. And then they give you the badge and the gun and, and you have the whole like cop belt. And it's funny because like they're really wide. So like you, you mm. kind of walk with your arms out. And so like, you'll see <laughs> cops walk like that and you think it's like, cause they they're, power they're like, yeah. yeah, and it's not, it's like, you really can't put your arms down. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that was interesting. Yeah. Cool. Breaking cop stereotypes right now. <laughs> I think my number one question here no, was, I um, I need to, uh, that I need to know is okay. uh, what working with the teen wolf hunks was like. Hunks. You know, <laughs> yeah, were they as hunky in real life? You know, they were so hunky. Like, I, yeah, like going they're to all set, attractive. They're like, super <laughs> attractive, like weirdly attractive. Like, not human attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they're just a whole other species of, like, hotness. It's <laughs> that polish. Yeah. They got that boy and, band polish. And they're something. like that in real life. Like, yeah. it's not, you know, mm. like, sometimes, like, people, like, look better on camera than they yeah. do in real life and you're like no you're just that handsome but but best of all is they were actually all super super nice that's good phew like really stellar human beings mm-hmm. and i feel like it's very rare that you can say that yeah. a lot of them are pretty young right like, yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay so i saw on instagram but maybe i saw wrong are you not acting anymore are you just trying to like full-time direct and like focus on compassion fashion as well i'm taking a break from acting right now because okay. i didn't want to just straight up yeah. say like yeah everybody she quit acting she's got a lot going on she's being a and boss bitch. we need to talk yeah. about compassion yeah, fashion. yeah. i know, I know. There's there's um, on the list but yeah <laughs> no I, I i'm taking a break because what what ended up happening was i was so busy with directing actually when you and i were shooting hashtag awareness season oh. two i was getting um calls from my agents for auditions and I was like I can't I can't go and they're like well you know maybe you can pop out during lunch and I was like no I'm directing like there's no popping out you know what (laughs) I mean like I remember you getting a call while I was there and I was like gosh she's so cool she's on set (laughs) she's directing and then like 
someone's like, Benita, you have a phone call. And she's like, who is it? And they're like, it's your agent. You're like, oh, I can't (laughs) right now. I can't. They know I'm directing. I can't go. I can't audition for, I don't know what it was, but I don't know what it was either. It just got to the point where I was, I just had to make a choice. And the, yeah, it was like the last thing that came through was like, I, it was during that. And I had like a, I think it was like nine or 15 pages of sides and it was in the middle of shooting. And so like, I had to go home and do it at like 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, I can't like, this is not sustainable. And you know, my agents were super, super cool. I've, I've been lucky to have really great agents and they were like, yeah, like you're really busy. And so we support that and like, you know, do what you got to do. And then if, and when you want to come back to acting and, and when you're ready for that, like, just yeah. let us know. That's nice. So, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, At least you really could nice. like communicate and not be afraid that they're yeah. going to tell you like, F yeah, you, like, yeah, like, or m- paint you in a bad light. Like we work so hard yeah, or just like make you feel guilty our, about yeah, it. Yeah, make too. you yeah. feel guilty. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, cause I think I also like, I really appreciate the amount of work that they put into trying to get me jobs. Mm-hmm. So like, I also fair felt like it was unfair for me to not communicate that to them because then they're putting in a bunch of work for jobs that I can't even take, mm-hmm. even if I get it. You know what I mean? Damn. And so I was like, I don't want to waste your time either. And I, I hope, I, I think maybe they appreciated that. Now, <laughs> yeah, know, they like, did. It sounds yeah. like they did. Yeah. No, they yeah. were great. CSD, Pedro Tapia. What? <laughs> shout out, shout out. you're killing it (laughs) well i'm super excited because i know now what sides are yeah tiana what are just teach taught teach us she just teached us i learned you what what them sides are yeah they're the sides are your lines that you have to learn yeah 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 for an audition for an audition yeah Good job. So I was like, oh, she's saying all this stuff. <laughs> the lingo, we know, I know it. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also doing compassion fashion. Yeah, I want to hear about compassion fashion. Yes. Tell so compassion fashion is the name of my blog, uh, and it's all about sustainable fashion. And so. Hooray. Yeah. It's true. I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. It's like such a huge passion of mine. And yeah, I mean, sustainable fashion people don't necessarily know what that is so you know it's it's fashion that either helps the planet animals or people that's how I think about it or gives back in some way and yeah not just like wasting a ton of material yeah. and like paying low wages yeah. all the way so much waste oh yeah God. I mean that's, that's the crazy thing mm-hmm. right like I think I, I got into it from a very consumer standpoint as just like I would buy something and then I learned like, oh, fashion is one of the biggest polluters on the planet Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then once I got into it, I think why I've really gotten like really deep down the the rabbit hole with it is like, it is such a huge industry. It's a $3 trillion industry, employs 80 million people worldwide, like 75% of which are women of color under Mm -hmm. the age of 35, you know? So it's like, it it makes a huge difference. And it's this intersection of like politics and science and art and economics and human rights. And so it, it just like, it covers just this huge range of of things and topics so it's like if if I can make even the tiniest dent Mm -hmm. in this in this industry then I'm you know the impacts are huge as someone who 
reads your blog and like I see your posts and stuff like that I learn a lot and it keeps it just makes me more conscious if anything you know where I'm like not conscious consumer I'm a conscious consumer Mm -hmm. yeah now more Mm -hmm. so now more than ever and more so with each passing day (laughs) fashion fashion is like a super powerful tool you do a lot of research obviously do you recommend certain brands yeah so um it kind of uh, varies. I like to switch it up. So I definitely recommend brands. Um, I even have on the blog itself, I have a page for like, um, it's a shopping guide. So within, um, within different categories, whether it's like clothing versus accessories versus shoes versus, Mm -hmm. you know, intimates, whatever, like, you know, here's a list makeup. I do makeup too. So like Mm. here are brands that are really great. Mm -hmm. And then I'll also blog about some brands and then the other, the other stuff will just be kind of more topics in general and kind of thinking about, you know, thinking about sustainable Mm -hmm. fashion. So the last blog post I did, it was for President's Day and they're always like big President's Day sales. So like how companies use sales to trick us into buying more stuff Mm -hmm. and like buying stuff that we don't want and so like what those techniques are and like how do we not fall prey to that yeah so yeah so it's a mix between like really specific topics and then just kind of more general thinking about Mm -hmm. how we shop Mm -hmm. damn yeah that's great I'm obsessed and I really like I really love like stats and like yeah. charts nerd. and things. So like nerd I was alert. like such a nerd. So I always find myself on like, you know, the Department of Labor's like ah! annual reports nice. and like and it's it's so fun for me. So I also try to keep the blog as well researched as possible mm-hmm. because Bless you. Because I long, just really like it. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? Or how long has the blog been up? So the blog is like eight months old, um, so it's still pretty new. But uh, I've been, been sh- posting and like yeah. Instagramming and continuing. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I started shopping ethically about five years ago, and 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 I'm by no means perfect mm-hmm. about it, you know. And I I go through phases like anybody else. But um, yeah, so I started doing it personally about five years ago, and then about two years ago I started posting about it um through Instagram stuff like that and then about eight months ago I was like I I, I have so much to say and yeah. Instagram is not mm-hmm. doesn't give me not enough room in the captions <laughs> <Yes>. and <laughs> a character like, limit is not enough yeah. yeah so um so that's why I started the blog it's a beautiful blog thank you and now I just I talk about fashion all the time which I like never in a million years would think I would do you're yeah. a fashionista a little more yeah. than fashion straight up it's weird it's funny because like when we first met I even remember this is pre-compassion fashion y'all mm-hmm. you know this is pre-teen wolf this is pre-everything <laughs> um <laughs> yeah I think I don't know what the context was but we've happened to start talking about fashion and you were like yeah you know I've never really been that into it or like whatever yeah you know? I but mean, I guess it's the I mean it's everything behind yeah the it's fashion, way more than you know? well because I think I fell into, I, I think I like bought into the idea of like fashion being frivolous yeah. and being very silly and superficial. And th- can I curse on here? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's just like, that's just bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is total bullshit. Um, but I, I bought into that. And so, you know, I, I come from like a very 
intellectual family mm-hmm. and like right. you know everybody charts and charts and graphs like <laughs> my family like they just love charts and graphs right we're all like everybody in my family are like doctors and attorneys and whatever so um you know I had I had this false idea that like if you're into fashion, you're not a serious person. And why would you waste your time? So I was a very like jeans and t-shirt kind of girl. And then when I realized that it could like actually, you know, be more about self-expression and yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's so funny because I like, it's like, I almost like tricked my way into it because it was like, at first it was like, oh, well, I'm only doing this because I really care about the environment. Yeah. <laughs> and like now I'm just like, I'm wearing blue eyeliner oh, right now that. because it's really fun. Mm-hmm. And like, fun. so I've I, like, in a weird way, like circled back to being fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You found it. You it found can still be yeah. fun. It's a fun way to find it though, too. It is. Yeah. I remember I did, I took a lot of, I didn't graduate with a degree in fashion merchandising, but I was a fashion merchandising major for a while in school. And a big part of it was sustainable fashion. I oh, remember awesome. that we were just starting to teach it. Um, cause it was just starting to become a thing. I feel like it takes a lot of research and like to know, like to know where your clothes come from and like how they're made and what, what everything is sourced and everything like that so definitely props on on like doing your research and because it is making a difference I think it does definitely make a difference in the environment and just in general yeah um to not support I worked for a very very wasteful clothing company for a very long time and part of me was like felt sad like working there and just like knowing the conditions of the people that were making the clothes probably and just like and it's insane how much packaging is like they waste in packaging just come for just getting the clothes to the store we would go in and like like five in the morning probably and spend from five in the morning until 10 a.m just opening packaging upon packaging upon packaging all this plastic huge take out like 20 huge big plastic bags full of just plastic packaging for like a shirt like this yeah. you know yeah. where it's like why does it need all that protection when it's already, and it's already yeah and it's already and it's cheap but yeah so it just i that's very admirable and it's very cool and it's very cool that for people who ne- maybe don't necessarily have the time to do the research yeah. or you know haven't even as a thought in their mind to have like a, a place to go and to like um be like okay well i want to i want to be more ethical and how i buy things and be a more conscious consumer let me let me go here and reference this because you the i'm sure that you like test like test products too and like and all that stuff yeah i think that's like for me that's the most important part of of what i do is people don't have time to do the research right and and they shouldn't have to do that, right? Like, I, I really do think that the fashion industry benefits from keeping this stuff really difficult to understand because then people yeah. go, oh, well, never mind, right? So what I like to do is take these really complicated ideas and make them very simple and actionable. So it's like, you know, the mm-hmm. number one thing that I believe in now is like for everybody but especially for people just starting out and like you know people don't know where to start and not everybody wants to learn about like labels and you know supply chains and blah 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 and like I don't blame them right so it's like the best thing you can do is just buy secondhand like Mm -hmm. that's it you don't have to worry if it's fast fashion you don't have Mm -hmm. to worry what it's made out of like you it's super super simple just buy secondhand and you're already like miles ahead of the game yep dang super simple yeah crossroads baby yeah 
Love fully, crossroads. fully decked out in crossroads. Nice. Yeah, Always. You're saving the world. Uh, you know, doing what I can. I bought a made. Is it made well? Oh, I, bought yeah. a, I bought a made well shirt a few days ago from Goodwill. I nice. Know. Yeah, I actually got a pair of Banana Republic pants, brand new, for three ninety nine oh, at yeah. that Goodwill. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Goodwill. But, yeah, yeah. you know, I was getting stuff for a shoot with Steven. I was so. getting, I was getting, um, <laughs> I was getting stuff for a UCB sketch show. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just buy like crap because you're just going to destroy it and whatever art project, basically. Right. But yeah, then I was like in the checkout line and then it was, it happened to be cute and it was right there. And I was like, fine, screw it. Keep, Four keep bucks. It, keeping it out of the landfill. It's crazy when you go to the Goodwill too, to like, or when you're donating clothes anywhere, really, uh, like St. Vincent or something. And it's just like loads of stuff that they have to process and go through i went to the goodwill the other day to try to drop off stuff and they're like we're not taking any more stuff wait really yeah and i was like yeah and like i just like looked into their and it was like they couldn't even put more stuff into their and to me that was just like what is this saying about our like i know yeah about us as a human race and eyes oh but yeah it's overwhelming way too way too much consumption and like i don't know if you guys know about goodwill but i was actually just researching this the other day Uh it's not good oh really well i don't think we i believe it i I don't know like i just for they're they're so big and like a chain you know it's always kind of questionable all right break it here break it here so there were a couple of articles that came came out a few years ago about they do employ people with disabilities but they pay them below minimum wage Mm. because they do their payments based on like how quickly you can sort and because they can't sort as quickly like they get paid that sounds terrible how can you pay based on how quickly you do a job maybe they get paid for like how many things that they can process in a certain amount of time right Mm -hmm. exactly like they're supposed to process x amount Mm -hmm. but it's like yeah well, that's a I, I have the article and yeah because i was complaining about this on my instagram like <laughs> two days ago it's not great so like yes go to like your local places because that's the problem too is like most of what gets donated to places like goodwill and salvation army most of that ends up in a landfill and what sucks is that like there are actually lots of local shelters that actually do need those donations but everyone's just so used to salvation army and goodwill mm-hmm. that they just take it there so it's like the places that really need it aren't getting it oh my god real depressing here so Goodwill, not is bad so. will. <laughs> shit will. Shit, shit will. will. I love how you asked if you could curse on. Like, I don't know. Shit will. <laughs> Fuck this shit will. <laughs> well, damn. Oh, thank you for doing all the research. You know. Yeah. Sorry to be a bummer. No. But, but just stop to you're educating us. But just yeah. shop secondhand, cause like then it's super fun. Like actually, I went to um, a garage sale, mm. and I got this like sequence top that was like amazing mm-hmm. and like i would never find that in a store yeah. like mm-hmm. a regular store and then i got it for like five bucks mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah. super cute and we're in la like there's so many amazing estate sales oh yeah mm-hmm. all those crazy starlets yes oh were yeah. they just like getting rid of their stuff so yes. many caftans oh my god i got a caftan too they're actually in my car right now tana's a caftan <laughs> queen can like, you thank you thank what, you. Is, what is a caftan the caftan I wasn't on Benita's blog. I don't know what it is. <laughs> a caftan is pretty much a classy robe. Well, it's Oh, is it the sweeper? 
It's like a... S- Oh, but it, but it's all one piece. It's not open. It's all one piece. It can be open oh, or oh. Um, have one button. Oh. But yeah, just a flowy piece of fabric that's oh. usually tacked under their arms or actually sewn. Um, yeah, I it could be I closed it. or it could be yeah. one button. Uh, that does feel very L.A. Very, uh, very Golden like, Girls. It's like a very, very Golden Girls. Mm. Yes. Blanche. That's it exactly. All right. Blanche. Yeah, I think I know. I think I get it. I'm going to Google it anyway when we're done, just to double check. <laughs> but or Benita, you'll put on my caftan and do a little show for us. I would love that. <laughs> I would love nothing more. Yes. I wanted to ask, we talked a little bit that you have like some, when you were three years old, your grandfather died of a brain tumor? Yeah. 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 You have like, you remember some yeah, of it. Yeah, it, it, was, it was crazy. I was three and so my mom's side uh, still lives in Colombia, and they were living down there at the time and so my earliest earliest memory is actually he was lying on a bed in the corner of the room like on the floor the bed was on the floor the bed was on the floor yeah I think maybe I don't know why maybe it was like easier to get him in and out or something or like turn I have no idea. I'm completely speculating right now. You were three. So. I was three. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I remember like walking down the stairs and I weirdly like remember what I was wearing. Oh. I was wearing this like dress that I loved. It was like this little blue dress with like white flowers on it and like walking past the wicker, like this wicker chair that my grandmother had and like just seeing him in the corner and being like really scared. Mm-hmm. It's impressionable. Yeah. 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 Just, you know, it was just, it was so strange. And you knew something was wrong, right? Yeah. And then I remember, so I had that memory and then the memory of uh, feeding him red jello. That was like his favorite, his favorite dessert. And, and like just helping to do that. You know, those are just like weird memory stuff, like your first memories to be of death. Is that how you remember your grandfather or do you remember anything? I mean, how can you? Those are literally my only two memories of him. That's funny. Um, Not funny, but like my grandfather on my dad's side passed away from colon cancer, I want to say. And I was probably like six or seven. And he was already, he was just bedridden, Mm. um, you know, and, uh, there was this one day that he wasn't eating and I, I think I came in with like a thing of jello and like mm. he, he ate it. Like I, I was the only one that would get him to eat it. So mm. yeah, something about grand granddads and their little grand grandchildren yeah. with yeah. granddaughters. They, they like the jello. <laughs> mm-hmm. They'll eat their jello. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Yeah. They want to like positively reinforce your gesture. Like, well, I got to do it for her. I yeah. can't let her fail at feeding me jello. I don't know. That's what I like to think. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, I definitely had, like my grandfather was like a very positive figure in my family. So like it it took me kind of a long time to parse out that like those memories were scary because like my family always talked about like how wonderful he was and how beautiful he was and like just, you know, just what an amazing man he was. But then I only had these like really scary memories. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it it was always really weird. It kind of wasn't until I was an adult where I was like, oh, I don't have the good memories. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just have the scary memories. Mm -hmm. Were you, did you feel scared of him? I don't think I was. Because it was, because he was sick and it was kind of like, you knew it was a scary thing for you to be dealing with. I think so. I think it was, 
Uh, yeah, I think I was. I think I was scared of him. I think mm-hmm. I was scared of the situation. The situation yeah. But it was, uh, you know, obviously I, I I had seen him before that. I don't, you know, I don't remember that, but I know I had seen him and. And it was always, it was also like, I was really being pushed into the situation. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think as a kid, when you're faced with something like that, that's you, you want to go run away and hide, right? Like you, you want to hide behind your mom or you want to hide it because it's, it's a lot and it's overwhelming and you don't know what to do. And it was like, I was very much like being pushed into it. And Mm -hmm. like, I, you know, I don't blame my parents. Like I understand why, right. It was Mm -hmm. like, these were going to be the last times I would see him. But at the same time, yes, I was definitely, I think that like added to that memory. Yeah. Like a sad, scary memory. Mm -hmm. I would have been super scared. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't know what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. You don't understand Uh, death at that age. It's interesting to think of like what little kid, a child that small thinks of or feels in that moment. And that the fact that you can't, you you don't even know how to like, what what compartment or place to put those mm-hmm. memories or feelings right. until you're an adult. Yeah, and then it's a little bit of a side note, but also my I'm named after my grandmother, so she was named Benita Robledo. Oh. Which P.S. That's how you pronounce my last name. Oh, sorry, <laughs> that's okay. Oh I ruined my name. Robledo. Well, Robledo. like Anthony Robledo. Oh. Robledo. 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 Whatever. No, that's such a dumb. <laughs> mistake no it isn't no it isn't i just want to set the record straight but so she was um she was named benita robledo and she died before i was born and so we would go visit her grave when i was like really 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 young Mm -hmm. and i would just see this gravestone saying benita robledo on it (laughs) oh so that is actually traumatic (laughs) i never know Oh, you're like, is this where I go? Like, yeah. oh my god, like, just see your own name. Yeah, it's very, a... very weird. And this is so your family. You all flew mm-hmm. out to Colombia yeah. to kind of make peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. dude. They really put you through the ringer. Three years old. I guess. Here's feed yeah. your grandpa some Jello and let's go visit your grandma. <laughs> Rest in your name. How's your name? Grapes yeah, down. it's very like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. You yeah. know, yeah. like at the end where he like sees his own tombstone. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Did That's you? When she decided she needed to move to LA. <laughs> <laughs> After your grandfather passed, you said it was your mom's dad. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you see a difference in your mom could, that you could tell as a young kid or a change in your family? I don't know. I think I was too young to really parse that out. I mean, there was like, there was a lot of death in my family when I was really young. Yeah. Um, my aunt died and my uncle died. Mm-hmm. Like both of them had passed away by the time I was like six. Mm-hmm. So that was just like a very traumatic yeah. period in general. So like, Damn. I think all of that really affected mm-hmm. a lot yeah i'm sorry no 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 it's no. okay i mean it's yeah. a tough lesson to yeah. learn when you're that young yeah and definitely. do you even like really learn it i don't know like i feel like i still can't wrap my mind around death it's so how do you just stop being like well, I, you know i don't uh, know sorry i would yeah. lay in my bed when i was young those. thinking of i would have trouble sleeping i still kind of do sometimes but um i would just lay in my bed this was like middle school started in middle school, maybe even a little earlier. Um, P.S. Middle school is sixth, seventh and eighth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's not before that at all. No. I always thought middle school was like third to, to what? eighth. Yeah. Whoa. 
<laughs> what? Okay. You were the only third grader being like, yeah, middle school. Middle school. <laughs> Wait, because, well, hold on. Then Just you, quick side note. You, didn't you go to like Montessori school? Montessori. Until when? Until, and, uh, till through second grade. That's why you probably thought that you left mm-hmm. that school right. when you were going to middle school. So this is like, I'm... No. growing up i'm like an adult <laughs> no, you just now. changed schools <laughs> you just changed schools okay, you're right danielle that's why i thought that i was like talking to someone else and i was like wait middle school yeah like you're young still and like fourth grade whatever and they're like what no like <laughs> <laughs> we've been living a lie anyway so i would say yeah middle school even before then too fifth maybe it started like just lying in bed in the darkness and just thinking of that forever. Oh yeah. Darkness yeah, forever. Deep thoughts for yeah. yeah well, a little child. Mind. Um, and then thinking like, that's, that's what I thought death was, was just like, I'll be gone, but then I'll be just in darkness forever. Oh, that's terrifying. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, sounds accurate. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, have you ever thought about forever infinity? Oh, yes. yes. I just thought about infinity and that's why like I had sleeping problems and, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, You're like, I'm just going to be awake all the time now. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I try to like run myself to where I'm like super tired and then, or like have a distraction. Like I'll have like golden girls on or something yeah. until I fall asleep. So I'm like, hey, don't think about infinity. <laughs> Death. <laughs> it's not yeah. forever. It's it, overwhelming. It, you know, it's funny because actually, um, like from like February of last year through, may june i was dealing with the exact same thing and i couldn't fall asleep because i was thinking of like death and mm. forever and so like every time i would start to fall asleep i would like wake myself back up because oh, i'd be like terrifying. so freaked out yeah i'd be like oh god I, 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 it's like, like night terrors or not no. really but last year like, insomnia yeah, like last year yeah i just i mean it was like super intense and i you know like falling asleep felt like dying right. to yeah. me like losing like losing a grip mm-hmm. on consciousness yeah. and like losing a grip Ugh. on choices and reality mm-hmm. and like you know you're just completely vulnerable when you're asleep yeah and alone what do you think the root of that was mm-hmm. i think just like trying to figure out yeah what i'm gonna be when i grow up yeah <laughs> yeah you know i'll do it <laughs> hey i get it yeah like yeah. I, that's when i was like really getting into directing and mm-hmm. like trying to balance those things and like what do I want in life and what really matters to me and I, I was just going through like a big existential crisis I ended mm-hmm. up cutting off my hair that's right I'm like I like the short hair thank you mm-hmm. I, I miss my long hair now I'm growing back out mm-hmm. but <laughs> but like uh, yeah I'm just um I feel like I'm kind of like back in like middle school or high school again where you just like try a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. yeah. and you don't really know who you are yeah, yeah and like I never really did that in high school so I, I'm doing that now all right where yeah. I'm trying to figure out it's never like, too late yeah I just like I was like I want to dye my hair pink <laughs> and I want to get tattoos yeah and, <laughs> tattoos. and Jason my husband was like um maybe just like wait on the tattoos <laughs> doesn't he have I was like doesn't he isn't he heavily oh, tattooed oh super <laughs> all the more reason tattooed. for him to tell her to wait <laughs> yeah know. he was like uh it's super permanent like maybe just wait till you feel like a little settled <laughs> he's like it's your body I support it <laughs> just as someone who's gotten impulse tattoos Mm. maybe don't get an impulse tattoo. Well, you'd be like, my body, my choice. Yeah. My body, well, my choice. that backfires though, uh. because 
he like really wants a neck tattoo and I really, really hate neck tattoos, but like I can't, but I can't say anything. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's his body, his choice. Yeah. Like I don't, wow, I you're cannot, right. I didn't even think yeah, of the double like, standard on I, that end. I can't tell him what to do with his body, mm-hmm. even though I really, really want to. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> don't, really so you could don't want your him to get oh, I have. a neck okay. tattoo. <laughs> because Wait, why does he want it? What does he want to get tattooed on his neck? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> But like, like by the time he's like 60, he's just going to be like head to toe in (laughs) tattoos. He started getting more, um, hand tattoos Mm -hmm. and he wants more of that. Mm. And he's like, it's either going to be neck or chest after that. And I was like, chest, chest, Chest. do chest. Yeah. But I, I just have to shut my mouth and not say anything. You can't tell him. And in the same respect, cause I, I know Jason and I respect him. And so it is his body, his choice. So I'm I'm not able to tell him that I agree with you <laughs> and that he shouldn't get a neck tattoo or They're a chest scary. tattoo, quite frankly. Well, like, nobody tats? likes neck tattoos. <laughs> She's like, nobody. nobody does, but if he wants to do that. And I think people have who have neck tattoo. tattoos like neck tattoos, right? One of our really good friends has neck tattoos and they they do look really good on him like they're they're good but like whatever jason don't get it <laughs> jason don't get it but i can't tell but like that. whatever do what do you want but like yeah. don't do it <laughs> if i were you i wouldn't yeah if it was my body <laughs> my choice my choice would be to not do it <laughs> but to those who do have neck tattoos i'm sure they look great on you you know we're not Stellar. talking to you Just we're talking to not jason either because we're life hypothetically hypothetically talking to jason yeah. <laughs> yeah listen it's your body it's your choice it's always important to remember but, you know Well, another thing we wanted to pick your brain about was that you're very open about your struggle with OCD Mm. and, you know, on our podcast, we like to talk about coping mechanisms with anything in general, because it's all relative, you know, however your anxiety manifests or whatever the root of it is. When you told me that you were struggling with OCD and you had found like a therapist, this is years ago already. um, I was like, what, Benita, you have OCD? And of course, I'm... I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> You're like, no, you Heather, sure? Heather, I do. <laughs> no, I do. Like, really? But like, I don't see uh, turning the light switches on and off or, you know. Yeah. I was I'm, very uh, mm. shallow with my well, idea of what. I mean, I have a question that, yeah. of like, how did you like, realize that it was OCD or that it was impacting your life in like a certain way because i'm sure like i mean it has to come to a point where it's impacting your life and um but and then then you're just like well i think it's not right let's go and seek some help yeah so it was kind of crazy so anxiety is something that i've dealt with my whole life um but i never knew that's what it was i just thought that's like how people were you know Mm -hmm. i was like everyone's just stressed out and has a racing heart and a stomach churning all the time like that's just life you guys that's (laughs) how people live it's just normal what what really spurred like this like big um bout of it that i was having was um i got engaged so like big big life Mm -hmm. changes definitely always yeah definitely like kick it up and um So I was just like, my heart was racing all the time and my chest was super tight. And I was like, but I don't know why. And I, you know, I was just, uh, I was just kind of a mess. And when was this? um, This was in 2015, maybe 20, late 2015. So Jason was actually uh, going to go on a hike and he was like, hey, do you mind driving, you know, driving us to the base of like where the Hollywood sign is? I was like, yeah, no problem. So I drive him there. 
drive home and I was like, listen, I'll pick you up. And he was like, no, 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 like you don't have to pick me up. And I'm like, I'll pick you up. It'll be fine. And I'm so glad that I did because on the way to pick them up, I listened to this podcast uh, that happened to be on NPR and I didn't know like what it was at the time, but it was like the middle of this podcast called Invisibilia, which is amazing and everyone mm-hmm. should listen to it. Um, once they're done listening to this and this guy was on and he was talking about how he thinks about things mm. and he used this example of like he had this he would like look at his wife and he would be afraid that he would like stab her mm-hmm. and like he's like not that I would ever wish harm on my wife actually it's like such an abhorrent thought to me mm-hmm. that I can't stop thinking about it because yeah. it's just so terrible and the way he described how he thought, I was like, oh my God, like, that's how I think. I mean, I'm not stabbing Jason, <laughs> but like just the Maybe process yeah, yeah, yeah. of stuff getting stuck. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. And then I heard, um, I heard this guy who actually treated him talking and he used this example and he's like, well, you know, when I'm stuck in traffic on the 405 and I was like, oh. <gasps> this guy is in Los Angeles. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And that's all I, that's all I heard. Um, the therapist is in Los Angeles. Well, I guess they're both in Los Angeles. Yes. If that's the case. Yeah. So then I went home and this is where my OCD actually came in handy. Yeah. You like is <laughs> researched I, the yeah, crap out I, of like, it. Researched the crap out of it and figured out that, um, he was actually being treated at this place called the OCD center of Los Angeles. Mm. And it's like one of the best uh, places in the country to get treatment. So they have this online quiz uh, that you can take to gauge where you're at. And I took the quiz and it's like, if you get, it was like a scale of one to 10. And if it was like one to three, you probably don't have it. Like four to six, you might have OCD. If you're seven and above, you like, they're like, please call someone right now. You need (laughs) help. And I had like a nine and I was like, oh no. And Did then, that just like escalate your anxiety at the time too? It actually made me feel a lot better. Right. Cause yeah. you had that validation. Like, this yeah, is like, what okay. it is. Yeah. It's like when you have a diagnosis, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, there's something I can do. It's mm-hmm. just not this like ephemeral. Yeah. Feeling. There's a label mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they call you up and they do like a preliminary diagnostic over the phone. And like, sure enough, the guy's like talking to me and he's like, do you feel this way? And I'm like, oh my God, all the time. And he's yeah. like, in this way. And he's like, yeah, I definitely think you should come in for like a real evaluation. Mm-hmm. So that is thorough. The yeah. quiz. Yeah. Then they call you and then they're like, okay, yeah. And a lot of vetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that a lot of people are just like, oh, well, I have OCD. And I, right. You know, like, right. yeah, it's a thing yeah. where like, you know, getting stuck on a thought or doing things repetitively, like everybody does that a little mm-hmm. bit. Right. But it's like, like you said, it's like to the point where it's impacting your Debilitating. life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how I yeah. got diagnosed. And then I went to the OCD center of Los Angeles for treatment and they actually do something called cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. oh. which is awesome. It's like one of the best ways to treat it or maybe the best way. I don't know. Um, how does yeah how does it work yeah if so you don't mind giving us no yeah something. so um the basic premise is like you have to step into your fear so like with the thing with OCD is it actually is like a feedback loop right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you'll be really anxious about something so then you'll do whatever your coping mechanism is and that will bring your anxiety down mm-hmm. but that also reinforces the pattern mm-hmm. so it like becomes this never-ending loop and 
you know, the other thing, um, actually, I just want to touch on this real quick about, you know, you were like, oh, I never saw you washing your hands. I never saw you doing yeah. stuff like that. LCD is actually like hard to diagnose because there are two types. There's the type that you see and that we see like in the media all the time, like washing yeah. your hands, turning the lights on and off. And so I had no idea that mm. there's this whole other really prevalent form of OCD called pure OCD, where it's all those same checking mechanisms, except they just happen in your mind. Mm-hmm. Pure? Yeah. It must be pure. pure. Yeah. I have pure <laughs> It's the pure. Well, that's yeah. got to be exhausting. Oh my God, it's so exhausting. So what the treatment does, so like, for example... If you are afraid of heights, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're going to ask you to, you know, go stand, go, go stand on the height. But yeah. the way they oh. do it is it's like, it's very controlled. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they want it to be where you, where the anxiety does spike a little bit, mm-hmm. but not to the point where you're overwhelmed and shut down. So like scale of one to 10, you know, you get your anxiety up to maybe like a five and then you use mm-hmm. their coping mechanisms to bring it back down to a three. So yeah. it's like, it's it. something that it's tolerable. So you learn to tolerate mm-hmm. it. And then through tolerating it, you realize like, build up. okay, yeah. yeah, it's like building up an immunity to mm-hmm. the thing. Um, wow. And some, you know, some of the mechanisms are, one was like taking it to the extreme. So like in my head, you know, if I were to do something, then you know, I would end up pouring on the street. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, if I really think about it logically, like that's so ridiculous, like Mm -hmm. because I buy this shirt, I'm going to end up pouring on the street. But instead I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to end up poor and on the street and like, I'm going to become a heroin addict. And then my, um, you know, rats will eat my face as I die. (laughs) And like, just like really, like really blowing it out of proportion Mm -hmm. to the point where it's like almost funny, Mm -hmm. you know? So like not, not taking your, not taking your fears so seriously, not giving them that power. Mm -hmm. Like one of my other, like all time favorite coping mechanisms is like, I would hear an idea in my head and they would be like, put a funny voice to it. (laughs) So like, I would always think of like Homer Simpson and I would think of like Homer Simpson saying the thing. And then I would just be like, that's so like, that's That's ridiculous. So stupid. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, uh, you don't know nothing. Homer. You said it's cognitive (laughs) behavioral therapy. Behavioral therapy. Yeah. CBT. (laughs) CBT. Represent. Damn. That's awesome. And some of this stuff I'm like, maybe i should take a quiz yeah maybe but also like even either way those coping mechanisms are very applicable regardless just for everyone um when you're feeling anxious about stuff yeah yeah and like breathing techniques and stuff like that because you know ocd they're not super sure like how much of it is genetic and Mm -hmm. how much of it is a learned thing so they think what I understand from the latest research is that like they think it's like a genetic there's a genetic component to it and then depending on how you're raised and what circumstances you're raised Mm. in it either like gets kicked up or it sort of lies dormant Mm -hmm. and so a little bit of nature a little bit of nurture yeah and so you know I think for me it's something that I'll always have yeah I just have better skills at dealing with it like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm much more aware of when it's happening Mm -hmm. now and so you know I I know what to do and so it doesn't it sucks but it doesn't get to the point that it used to get to would you ever get panic attacks from being so overwhelmed all the time Mm -hmm. I 
basically had a panic attack for like four months oh, last Jesus. year when I wasn't sleeping. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, And I was like, and then I and would just take a lot of uh, CBD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, very helpful. Very helpful. Very helpful. Many helpful. ailments. Yeah. And how long has it been, would you say, since you've had a panic attack? Um, or close to it? few days oh boy yeah but it helps again it's the yeah the coping mechanism that will help yeah are they they're farther apart though now right they're farther apart they're farther apart and they're not as intense Mm -hmm. because like i kind of know how to catch them a little earlier now Mm -hmm. i mean partially too so one of the things is like i also finally decided that i just i needed to go on medication for my anxiety i was gonna ask about that Mm -hmm. yeah and it's something that i fought for a really long time because i i mean like i don't even like to take ibuprofen like i don't like to take anything you don't drink coffee i don't drink coffee Mm -hmm. i'm a a delicate little flower (laughs) you know um i don't like to mess with my body it's very very sensitive it's a temple Mm -hmm. it's a goddamn temple i i know it's a wonderland (laughs) (laughs) my body is a wonderland so it was you he wrote it about (laughs) hey john all of us all right hey john John. get out of here we're doing important (laughs) stuff yeah john come on get out trying to sneak a song in here it's not always about you john this guy um, so you, but you yeah, started so taking medication yeah, daily? So, uh, yeah, so I started taking antidepressants daily, hopefully not forever. Um, according to my therapist, she's like, just give it a year. So we're trying that, but also mm-hmm. like I'm switching from one medication to another and yeah. it's like a whole... No, you haven't found one yet? Yeah. No, because the, the one that I was on was pretty good, but um, I have... Uh, this thing called essential tremors in my family. So you just shake your, your hands and your head will shake. So like mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn had it. Like mm-hmm. you see when she's old and her head mm-hmm. would come yeah. in, you know, she yeah. sort of sound yeah. like, yeah. I thought um, that was just Catherine. Cause she's making so many strong points. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so she probably played really it off that way. She did. Yeah. 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 Um, did that, was that something affected by it? By the medication? Yeah. So okay. everybody in my family has it. It's like, it's never like a a huge deal to me because it's just like it's more annoying than anything Mm -hmm. um but it does get worse as you get older so like it will suck when I'm older but um it made them like really bad like Mm -hmm. to the point where like I couldn't eat soup because like I couldn't bring the spoon to my mouth because it would just like that's it's so like if you see it worse though with those medications I, I don't know so, I mean, it's I messing with know. your ner- your brains and right. like your brains because yeah. you have multiple brains, you know? Yeah. Left it's brain, doing right stuff brain. Up, it's doing yeah. stuff up there. So, of course. Do you so, also yeah. have a, um, I'm forgetting the n- name of one of the the medications, but like a emergency pill? To oh, when you like feel a Xanax? Yeah. When you feel a panic attack coming on? Um, I do. I've never actually used it for that. I just use it for flying. Emergency pill. Yeah. Um... Because usually the CBD will will be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and what CBD do you use or recommend? How do you consume it? Because there's so many products out there now. Yeah, I really love um, I really love this one called Spray uh, Care by Design, and it's a sublingual spray. Mm-hmm. So I do like three sprays, and that's usually in like ten minutes. I'm just like, ah, mm, just yeah. a little bit better. And then there's another one. I don't remember the name of it, but um, 
it was one that I like got in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah, I got it in Denver. Oh, Oh, on your train trip. Yeah, my train trip because we took the CBD with us. And it, it spilled in our bag. Oh, no. And we were like, oh, no, what are we going to do? We're going to be in Pennsylvania for a month without it. Like, what what are we going to do? <laughs> a month. <laughs> yeah. And then we realized, like, oh, wait, we're in Colorado. <laughs> oh, my God. So we just. This is the Mecca. Yeah. So we literally we just like. More. We got some brunch. And then we <laughs> went like three CBD. blocks away and got some weed. Nice. And it was awesome. Yeah. I just so, got that name. Care by Design is CBD. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> it makes more sense when you see it. Right. When I had to write it, it down. Box, to you're like, oh. See it. But it's really, um, I really, really like it like it and doesn't are you looking m- at the milligram yeah so i think that one has like a 20 to 1 ratio yeah. so oh. the thc is super 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 low yeah um which which i like is like i don't like being high because sure. that just Makes spikes my anxiety yeah. Sure. yeah 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 um and so that that's the one we've we've tried like a few but that's the one that i really like and i i feel very like safe with like mm-hmm. i'm sure all of the other ones are fine but like because of the anxiety and the ocd i get very you know. paranoid yeah. Yeah. So i'm like no i just want my cbd well you yeah. know it works yeah, yeah. and i know i'm not gonna get high and get more paranoid yeah. and like nothing bad's gonna happen mm-hmm. so just gonna relax yeah so That's great. when it comes to your antidepressants, are you still, tr- so you're still trying to kind of figure out what your, what the like correct regimen is? You're yeah. Still like, Which one are you like yeah. currently? So I'm coming off of, um, Paxil oh. and I'm going on to Lexapro, mm-hmm. but like, but here's the thing. Drug companies are the worst. And yeah. I'm sure like you could speak to this like having to deal with your regimen i'm sure yeah i mean well yeah i just take one drug now for that stuff oh that's amazing i only i take Mm -hmm. but i do i i take an antidepressant too and i also take adderall daily too um but i take a estrogen blocker and then i get a ovary suppressant injection once a month but what were we going to say about the drug company? Oh, yeah, I think they're not good terrible. either. But yeah. Well, because mm-hmm. what, what happened is actually originally the very first one um, that I tried was Lexapro, but it was the generic of the Lexapro mm-hmm. and it has lactose in it. And I'm like oh. crazy lactose intolerant. And oh. so I was just super, super, super sick on it. Oh. And yeah. yeah, it sucked. And and then like. I thought the whole point of like generic ones is that there were the they same, have to be the same recipe yeah, well, they, or whatever, but it's the filler that mm. they use. It's like what the filler is. And it's probably cheaper. It's super. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's no, cheaper. Sure. Yeah. And so I couldn't take that. So then, and my insurance wouldn't pay for the, oh, wouldn't pay for, for the, brand the brand name. name. Yeah. So then I went on Paxil oh and then like, now I've had to go through this whole thing to get them to pay for the right. pay for the brand name of Lexapro, mm-hmm. so now I'm actually on that. Mm-hmm. But it's like now is it SSRI? Yeah, it's an okay. SSRI. Um, but now it's like okay, I can get it through my pharmacy this once, but then I have to get it through Express Scripts, which is like for SAG Insurance. It's like their okay. like yeah. it gets delivered like to online. your door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like an it's online cheaper, thing. Supposed to be cheaper, right? It's yeah. supposed to be cheaper. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'll just do that. And then I just got a letter being like, we're no longer covering your drug. 
again yes like we're no longer covering what changes i don't know they're like we're no longer covering um the brand name and so you'll have to go to a generic and i'm like no the whole point is that i can't just did this dance just please help anita out there has to be some other online pharmacy or something that yeah i'm I'm sure you've probably researched it i mean honestly i'm like i'll just get that shit from canada you know what i mean like i got contacts from like australia once i think really yeah Oh yeah, that's really far to get. They were really cheap. They were so cheap. (laughs) They were so cheap. Yes, it was like they were cheaper. Well, because I didn't want to go to the doctor to get Mm -hmm. a new prescription. They wouldn't fill my prescription here because it was expired. So I just like went. I think I don't even know what website I went on. It was probably Amazon, and they were just like, yeah, it it might be Canada, but I like to think it was Australia. Definitely Australia. (laughs) And like, yeah, it was when I was um, when I just moved here. I remember. Yeah, Yeah. it was a whole thing. Fifty bucks. I was all heated what? too because I'm like I have to do that every so often because I have really bad vision oh, and yeah. they I need to go to the doctor in order to get this prescription which is ridiculous because yeah. like, the doctor if I don't have expensive. the money or yeah. if I don't have the time I can't fucking see yeah I can't go throughout my day they if I don't you. have contacts yeah have you thought about getting LASIK yeah, I need to see if I can. Oh yeah, yeah, I got it. It's amazing. You did do it. Ooh. Yeah, because I had terrible vision and mm, like. Yeah. Now I'm eagle-eyed. Nice. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. That must jealous. be so nice she to like open your eyes and like see. You, it's yeah. amazing. In the morning, like, I you don't just know wake what up the, and you're what just is like, that like you can open your eyes underwater. Yes, it's amazing. So my vision was, uh, I think seven negative seven fifty negative seven seventy five. Yeah, girl. And it finally stabilized because it's that thing you like yeah. your vision has you to stabilize, wait. right? So it finally stabilized, and I got it back in two thousand six. And like I remember waking so you got up it out here. No, actually, I got it in Colombia because it's cheap. <laughs> it's cheap out there, and like the healthcare there is like amazing. Huh. Um, yeah, I think I got like both eyes for like eight hundred bucks or something. What? what? Like something like stupid <laughs> yeah. shit. And I was in like the best like eye clinic in uh-huh. the city. Like, oh and it, oh I mean, goodness. it was fantastic. Wants to go to Colombia no. with me. Yeah, let's all take a they trip. Ha- they actually have like a huge like medical tourism thing. I bet. There. I've heard like, about that. Yeah, yeah people like, go down there all the time. Everything from like dentistry to and it's like you go, you're going on a vacation and like you get the little procedure done and yeah. then yeah, come yeah. back, do it, come um, back better. But it's like I. Know. I, I when I opened my eyes and I could see, like, I started crying. I, I bet. Yeah. And the doctor was like, no, 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 your eyes are swell. No. Oh, like, no. Ah. Oh, gosh. I know. Oh, but, like, man. it's... I've never it, met anyone with, amazing. like, a, as bad vision as me. Yeah. Hey. Hey, hey what's that? Well, not anymore. How yeah. does that make you feel, Tana? Does Tana's give like, give me those eyes. Give it me gives eyes. me hope, yeah. What's your vision? It's, yeah, negative 7.5 and 8. Yeah. Ooh. Um... But my eyes are really big, which is why my vision was so bad. I don't know what your case was, but are your eyeballs big too? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have big eyeballs. My doctor was like, "Well, you do risk your retina detaching." And oh I was right, like, yeah, yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh, when I'm always was- like, "Wait, what? Is that a curtain <laughs> that I see?" Because they, they're like, they gave me signs to look out for for your retina to detach. Wait, signs? why? Why is your retina gonna? Why are you at risk for that? What, because eyes because are so my big, eyes are so big. pop out of her head. Oh. It's like stressing my eyeball. Oh, wait, sorry, no. she doesn't like to talk about oh, it. Oh, it's sorry. Like, it's, very, you know, it's very scary. It's very scary to, lose, yeah. you know, to risk losing your vision. Because if you don't yeah. get that treated right away, your retina detaching. Yeah. Yeah. 
and wait but i'm just curious will it just does it just happen or is there like a stressor that like no, makes it, it just happen oh, I'm so sure. it's just like oh, whatever yeah i'm gonna detach right now which is but fun what does that look what is what did you so say warning signs like? are more floaters mm-hmm. <gasps> more of those little floaters which of course yeah i would see them more and more being more more aware of them like was this the amount of floaters that i had earlier mm, yeah. or is this more or am i just like more aware of them and i was just like <sighs> freaking out so more floaters, um, Stop moving your eyes like around. fireworks, like little sparklies, little fireworks. Oh. I've never seen that. Knock on wood. And then oh. the worst one, which is your retina detaching, is this like black, like, yeah, curtain that comes Gosh. from like the left or the right of your eye. Oh, God. Where it's like coming in and out of vision. And that's like your retina coming detached. And ah. like, yes. Does, wait, okay. So, oh my gosh. Does your... I don't, yeah, I'm not going to ask symbolic. it. I'm not going to ask it. I was like, like cause you're, I'm just imagining like a retina detaching and then like your eyeball just like floating back. and like, <laughs> <laughs> like I know that that is not how, works, not how it works, but, <laughs> but you can like believe a, that. A cartoon like just image boop. of it. Like <laughs> this eye's done. Yeah. And so it's just like the white of your eye. <laughs> cause the retina is in the back of your eye. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. So it's not going to, you're not going to tell. So your eyeball is just like floating around in your head. That's what I'm imagining. You know what I mean? Sorry. This is freaking me out. I'm so man. sorry. Yeah. Any eye stuff freaks me out. Yeah. Well, also just the like, that it looks like a curtain. Like it's yeah. your, that's it. Oh, this is the end. Drawing yeah. the drapes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. Right. <laughs> this is the last you'll see of this. Sometimes think- it'll be like my hair or something. And I'm like, <laughs> did he say that it would be like, that there will be episodes of this curtain <laughs> no that is that your retina like, detaching that ep- like that's it, it would happening be more so. in real time but they can fix it right yeah as long as you catch it um and as and if you're like more aware of these floaters or like the fireworks then you can like go in and get it checked yeah um that would be the best i always scenario. think that there's like a roach scatter scurrying in the corner yeah. of my eye what does that mean yeah like i think you just also just see well everyone tell me what that means what is crazy what does the eye doctor say about that or i would see pickle like in my house after i've dropped her off to you or something and i'm like (laughs) pickle heather finally oh that's right this is big news big news i finally (laughs) made an appointment at the gyno yay i did i did i think i need to do that they called me again and i I missed it. Girl, now I'm ahead, I'm ahead, ahead of you. Wait, mm-hmm. yeah, who, who's your gynecologist? Um, well, you know, I haven't met her yet, so we'll see if the if the fit, if it's a good fit. But yeah. so many room for jokes there. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Gosh, I can't even, I'm overwhelmed with, they're like, all the jokes are canceling themselves out. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I went for the low hanging fruit on that one. <laughs> Just like there are good <laughs> jokes there. <laughs> um, her name is Allison Hill. She had good reviews on Yelp, on like some other site called like goodhealth.com, on another site called um, amino.com. Oh she really researched this doctor. It took me, it was literally, so yesterday I kind of had like a, day off i didn't have any auditions or like deadlines for edits of anything or anything um so i spent the whole day researching all the doctors that's how i got my yesterday my ophthalmologist appointment nice ear nose and throat because my ears have been bothering me that's weird heck yeah gyno oh um and like because it took so much time to research all of them and like cross-reference and everything i think that by the 
before i knew it it was like the end of the day day. i left a voicemail with a therapist uh you know for like emotional therapy or whatever whatever however you want to define it um talk therapy Mm -hmm. she hasn't called me back yet because i called her it was like I was like, oh my God, it's almost five o'clock. I got to get one more appointment in. <laughs> I called her. It's like 4.50. She didn't answer. Yeah. I wouldn't But I also, either. yeah, I didn't even know if Just I wanted saying. her, but I was like, because I was still trying to, re- therapists were the hardest because you, yeah, they're hard. It's not a physical thing. I so. love my therapist. I guess I'm I'll take, I'll take the quiz and new, see. A new one for the first time this week coming up uh-huh. on Wednesday, Ooh, I think. I have an nice. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. It'd be nice to she get She has it. a Hispanic name, so I'm already feeling good about it. That's good. Mm-hmm. That, nice. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. I'm just like, oh, okay. No, because it's people. like, I, I feel like there's a cultural thing mm-hmm. that's like, I, I don't know. I mean, my therapist is white, and I think she's like super amazing, but I also feel like she gets it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I find yeah. sometimes like as a Latina, you know, you just come from a certain background there's they're just like cultural things right like we've talked about like latina moms are crazy i (laughs) I love you mom but yeah i know right 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 there's like there's a very specific way that they're crazy it is true Mm -hmm. and so to like have somebody that like understands that shorthand so you don't have to be like well let me tell you the history of my people yeah it's true (laughs) my people you know it's true i feel like that's really nice it is nice my uh i mean the last time i was in therapy was when i still lived in miami it was like right before i moved and yeah she was a hispanic she still is a hispanic (laughs) (laughs) uh she's amazing she's that's the thing i'm trying to find um her dr mauer Mm. dr magali mauer i literally had her website up to compare <laughs> Aww, other therapists' sweet. websites to her website <laughs> to make to see like how they wrote their about me's <laughs> and like you know what but I mean? I mean that yeah. one's trying to figure That's out valid. like who this yeah. person is. You know, Dr. Maurer is like she's a great therapist. Wow. <laughs> how am I gonna find her find in it? LA, Dr. <laughs> Maurer? Buy her out here. Uh, nah, well, yeah. Okay. Well, when I make the billions, <laughs> when we all have our <laughs> infinite pool of. Yeah, fly out we're just swimming in our infinite pool of money one of those like infinity pools oh. it's just money oh, it's yeah. just money just money just fil- falling out of it because it yeah, looks you don't like even it's care too much yeah. yeah well it just looks like it's falling off but a building coming back being but it recycled keeps, yeah mm-hmm. it's coming back <laughs> that would be oh that'd be disgusting yeah <laughs> it would be, <laughs> oh. be so gross you'd smell Ooh. weird you'd smell so weird you'd be all those germs I always thought about, I don't know, was this in a movie I'd get or something? I'd 10 more styes swimming. Oh, boy. <laughs> and the was UTIs? Uh, like ah, a pool oh. of spaghetti? What? No, I feel like that was in a movie, like some Adam Sandler movie or something, like a pool of spaghetti. Can you imagine like swimming <laughs> in spaghetti? Oh Sounds like Tomoto's dream. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Tomoto. He's our friend. He mm-hmm. did the music for our podcast. Nice. Great guy. Good guy. Gotta Good get guy. him on here. But yeah. Well, does anyone have any more questions for Benita? We made you real, really teach us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's my favorite thing to do. Everything. Tell us about this. Tell us about this. Tell us about this. Literally my favorite thing to do. So what are you working on now? So now um, I'm actually developing a documentary about sustainable (gasps) fashion. She's combining all her powers. I know. Directing, filmmaking. My powers combined. Oh my God. Seems like the most natural route. Yeah, which is like weird to me that it 
I didn't think of that sooner. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't believe it's brewing. Brewing. the storm was brewing. Yeah. The storm was like, brewing. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really, really excited about it. I, we're in the process of putting a pitch deck together and by we, you mean you and Jason? No, um, me and, uh, my two producers. Ooh. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm really, really excited about, um, one of my producers, she was actually Katie, the producer on hashtag yeah. awareness. Yeah. And then we're going to be bringing on, I think is another producer. I think we're bringing hers in within that role. Not quite sure of her title yet, but, um, Anais Ganuna, who she cool. shoots all my photographs, like from my blog and on oh. Instagram, she's a shooter. And she's also like, nice. all three of us are like very passionate about sustainability and, um yes, are cool. just like really excited to do this so yeah this we're putting awesome. a pitch deck together and uh right. pitching to get some give money get some money. <laughs> give her your money God, give her your money she will educate you give she's me all your money she's so smart the infinity pool she's of money best. give her your infinity pool of money that's it that's all you. i want that's that's all all yeah I so you, that you can save the world yeah duh um, yeah so, so you can save the world and I, so I don't have to, I can read the blog about it and exactly. tell everyone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and just tell uh, me how to do it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's kind of everything I'm doing that's right amazing. now. I'm, I'm, you know, directing stuff, like little yeah. stuff and volunteering and ADing and blah, blah, blah. Amazing. But that's like it's your big writing project. and, mm-hmm. yeah. but that's like my big, big project right now. That's just consuming. Yeah. That's everything. awesome. That's really yeah. cool. I'm excited It's really fun. I'm, yeah. I'm like... I'll be very excited when we get to do it with money. Cause like mm-hmm. we, we just shot our sizzle and, um, it's a sizzle. So a sizzle is like a short teaser basically of like what you're going to, what it will look like so that you say, look how great this is. Don't you want to give me money so I can make the whole thing? Yeah. Um, so is yeah, out in the world that we can, it see? is not yet. <gasps> it will be, <gasps> it will be next that week. Sizzle. Yay. Show yes. me that sizzle. Show me that sizzle. Yeah. Show currently, sizzle. I'm currently editing with um, Anais. So oh, cool. Well, we will repost the sizzle. <gasps> yeah, man. Thank you. Sizzle and where, so we're going to have to wait for the documentary, but where can we find you? What's your blog and yeah. your Insta and your tweeters? Tell the people where you to find you. So you can find my blog at compassionfashionblog.com. Um Benita Robletto um, on Twitter. I'm Benita underscore Robletto on Instagram. Uh, yeah. And if you go, you know, I, I think the easiest thing is just to go to my blog because that's where you can find all the other stuff that I've written, um, press that I've done, yeah. all my social media handles. Like it will. It, it all lives there. Ah, yes. That's, Beautiful. that's my home on the Internet. Yeah. Yay. Compassion Fashion Compassion blog. Fashion. Compassion Fashion. Thank you so thank much. You so much. For thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Bob, what do you think? Sign off, Bob. Huh? Oh. Oh. You got another Oh, thank you, Bob. Thank you. Beautiful. I love him so much. She's the best. Bob is saying, go to CompassionFashionBlog.com, touch your boobs, hold your friend's hands, be a good person, listen to Benita. Benita for president. (laughs) (laughs) The end. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our lovely Lauren Naylor for her amazing portraiture skills in creating our cover art, to our sweet boy Tom Odo for our lovely music, 
And a great many thanks to my you caring supporters and donors. Ladybird Stefanos. Mikey. Charlene Hamilton. Thanks, Mama Hamilton. You can follow my blog at wellthissucks.me. Follow us on Instagram at WTS Podcast. Facebook at WTS The Podcast. And if you like what you heard, please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, thanks. Love you.